The Houston Astros went into Atlanta, and what did they do? They swept their way out of town. That's right. Their 16th getaway game in a row, and they were all come from behind wins. We're going to talk about this offensive explosion in the pitching and what we need to do to beat the Rays going into Tampa. Let's talk about this on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we update you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive, I love sweeping the Braves. Always Stros. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming a MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, why don't you try becoming an everydayer? What is ev- everydayer? Somebody that watches the Locked on Astros podcast every day. And they go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple. They go ahead and listen to us on app on Google, Odyssey, Spotify, yada, yada, yada. Wherever you listen to your podcast, check out the Locked on Astros podcast. Just like I went to Constellation Field today and I checked out Michael Brantley and uh, hit he hit twice, and I saw Forrest Whitley pitch, and it was a great game despite the coldness and the rainy weather that kind of delayed the game 35 minutes. But overall, it was a great experience at Constellation Field. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is really one of the best ballparks in all AAA, and I don't just say that lightly. I obviously haven't experienced a lot of AAA baseball. I have been to the Dell Diamond, but they put on a good show, and they were wearing – um, their alternate jerseys this weekend. So that's always fun. You got to see Pedro Leone. You got to see Forrest Whitley. You got to see really the stars of tomorrow today. That's their line this year. That's right. You got the Pedro Leone HEB bobblehead doll, the space helmet celebration bobblehead doll. Um, Eric, what a series. Dude, the Houston Astros this weekend. Going into the Braves series, um, when I did the preview, I was hoping to get two out of three. I thought even if we won one, that was still better than nothing. But to if you would have told me on Thursday that we're going to win three games in a row, I wouldn't not believe you. But if you told me that we would win all three games and come from behind fashion, I'd be like, okay, now you're pushing a little bit, Eric. Have you seen how inconsistent this this offense has been? Now they've got a legit four-game win streak. Yeah, and they're doing it with great pitching. They're doing it with – I know Hunter Brown struggled a little bit. You talked about it the other day. They bent, uh, but they didn't break. And uh, Hunter Brown kind of kept the team in game. The offense came back late. Uh, same thing from Rivaldez. He pitched 
somehow he had a great uh, pitch count, but uh, he was throwing some very hittable pitches. And we'll talk about what Dusty Baker said about him throwing too hard at times and what happens to his pitches. And we saw the high exit velocity on some of his pitches on Saturday. That kind of was a little bit scary, but luckily it was hitting to the right people. And then today you had a, uh, what we expect from Christian Javier, but the bullpen has been doing a great job. And one of the things that we do need to address uh, off the, I know we want to talk about offense, but a lot of people are asking about Ryan Presley. Why has Brian Abreu got the, the saves the past two days? And the reason why is because Ryan Presley pitched a lot of games um, back to back. And he also, um, Sean, uh, not Sean Murphy, but Murphy uh, told Dusty Baker that he was unavailable before Sunday's game because he was still a little sore. So they're just being cautious with their closer and they want him around for the long haul. They don't care about getting him a save in April. They want him in for October. So they're very cautious with him. And uh, Brian Brayu looked a little bit shakier today, but the umpire looked a little bit shakier at the strike zone. Yeah, the umpire was making a bid for robo-umps today. It was actually pretty bad. There were two yes. strikeouts that were afforded to the Astros hitters because of pitches called off the plate. And what was what was hilarious about those called third strikes was the next batter, I think both of them got consecutive pitches at the same part of the plate, and they were called balls each time. And so, look. I know they're human and I wouldn't ever wish being an umpire on my worst enemy because I think that's, that's a thankless job. But when you have close games like this, when you have a pitcher like Max Freed, who, who really was pitching a decent game, um, he's getting the help like that. It's hard to win, but they kind of dealt with that all series. It wasn't the best called game behind the plate Sunday, but the Astros were able to overcome it. You know, Eric, we, we were, pretty upset at this team. I know I was pretty upset at this team with the way they were performing because they were really performing below expectations. And even with Brantley and Altuve out, you still expect these guys to come up. I literally had, and I don't know if you saw it on the Locked on Astros DM, a Braves fan reaching out to us, asking us, why is Kyle Tucker hitting so low in the lineup? Why is he not at the top of the lineup? He's on my fantasy team. His slugging percentage would be so like I'm engaged. Like Braves fans were totally mesmerized by Kyle Tucker, by Jordan Alvarez. I can't believe they pitched Minter against Alvarez. But Eric, in that first game, we came out. The Astros scored a run, then the Braves countered with four. And I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those series. Okay. And then what happened? I mean, our pitcher settled down. Um, you know, Hunter Brown formed two thirds innings and we ended up in the seventh inning coming back. Yanner Diaz, Jake Myers, Mauricio Dubon all had RBIs. And then who hit the big home run to take us over the top that game in the ninth inning? Your daddy, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, dude, what a great start to a series. Yeah, definitely. And the, the Astros are scoring, outscoring most of the league in the seven, eight, and nine innings. And this is something that they've done in the past, and they're playing great against 
uh, base, uh, the good baseball teams. And I know we kind of uh, touched on this the other day uh, and I joked around, or I guess you're saying the, the Rangers aren't a good baseball team, but uh, it's just, this is what the Astros have done in the past. They've kind of played down to the Baltimore Orioles and the Tigers in the past. I know the Orioles are a good team right now. And I know that we played pretty well against the Pirates, but uh, if you're looking at what the Astros have done, they outscored the Braves in this series 11 to nothing in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings this series. They've outscored all opponents this year 54 to 31 in the seventh through ninth inning this year. So that is getting it done. And if you're beating their bullpen, that means you're beating some of their best relievers. AJ Mentor, he's a great reliever. And um, I was um, with my girl today. She was saying, Was everybody in the, the Braves bullpen a left handed pitcher? No, no, but it just seems like it just because they have so many good ones. So it's just kind of um, a great experience. And this is what Dusty Baker had to say about that. In most games, if you can win the seventh, eighth, ninth, it puts you back in the game if you're behind. And it gives you relatively comfortable lead with less outs to go in the ballgame. That's what Dusty Baker had to say. Yeah. And I mean, scoring late is huge. Outscoring them 17 to nine, like I put up here. Um, Jordan Alvarez. Um Get this, in 15 high-leverage situations, he's gotten nine hits or produced runs in nine of those 15 high-leverage situations at the plate. He's hitting 600. He's hitting 600 when it counts. I don't care if he goes one for five with the home run. When it counts, he's coming up to the plate, and he's absolutely wrecking shop. You know, in the World Series against the Braves in 21, he was 0 for 4 against Minter. So Minter had his number. And I asked that Braves fan, I said, why did they put Minter in today, a second day in a row against Alvarez? Well, he said, who else are you going to put in there? He goes, we don't have much after Minter. He goes, the other arms we have available, he's literally our best option. And we know right now, Jordan's squaring the ball up. Dude, that ball that he hit um, Saturday in above the chop house was an absolute laser. Like, and when he swings, I can't get over the fact that it doesn't even look like he swings the bat hard because he's so big. He's so menacing, you know, but in that Saturday game, Eric, um, the Braves took a one nothing lead off of Sean Murphy's solo shot. And then Jordan Alvarez hit a two run homer. Kyle Tucker hit a two run homer. So they go up four to one. And then Ozzy Albee, Ozzy Albee comes back four to three. He, he nearly ties it up, but it is a two run home run and the incredible jolt strikes. And he gives them an insurance run. Jose Abreu scores and, or he, he hits a ball and scored Dubon. So they won six to three. And all the while this hitting is going on, we'll talk about pitching in the next segment. The pitching was holding it down. And this is the way championship teams act. And look, I, I think it's great that Adolis Garcia got like 8,000 RBIs in one game. Against, Eight RBIs. I know, against position player pitchers, okay? Good for him and good for the Rangers. They're going to win the April World Series. But I promise you, the league has been put on notice this weekend, Eric. We swept the Braves, and the Braves are a very good team this year, and that was a satisfying win. We've won two series in a row against two really solid teams. 
Yeah, and it was just good to see the Astros just playing some good baseball and not giving up. And most times when you give up like uh, the early lead, like four to one at some times, and it just was like, yeah, most teams would be like, oh, we can't, we're not scoring runs, but the Astros offense just kept on going. And you know who enjoyed this? Dana Brown. Dana Brown enjoyed. Well, well, uh, what did he have to say about that sweeping his old team? We'll talk about that in a second. But this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. That's right. Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is an amazing game. It is easy to play. It's easy to download. Go to probaseballgm.com. Or if you're watching the show, whether you're live or you're watching the next day, scan the QR code. And then when you go to the store, use a promo code locked on in the game shop. You'll get 100% free boost. You get to pick your players. You get to draft them. You get to hire your coaches. You get to set your budget. You get to trade players, sign sign free agents, sign international free agents. You can sign players like your if your a minor league club has a player go down, you can sign a player to a minor league contract. You can demote your players. You can promote your players. Like being a GM is so difficult and it's it's just really tough. But this game, it makes it fun. So go to ultimate pro, go to probaseballgm.com or scan the QR code if you're watching and use a promo code locked on in the game shop and you'll get a hundred percent free boost. All right. So yeah, I'm trying to upload the Michael Brantley videos and I'm having, I'm not having much success. I can't find it, but uh, definitely Dana Brown said that this was just great to do this against his former team and uh, just uh, Dusty Baker said, we're getting it together. And so, uh, but it's just great to see him having success. And uh, Dana Brown, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what he had to say about the Astros um, injured players. He did talk a little bit about Michael Brantley, how long Michael Brantley is going to be on, on there. But um, I'm looking for that quote, but I know that he was just really happy about the fact that they swept the Braves and that they were able to beat his former team because that's just a cool experience. And I know he hasn't really made his imprint on the team yet, so to speak. He hasn't really brought in any additional players, but it's still cool to see that in that situation. And I can't wait till um, to see what he does at the trade deadline because cool. the trade deadline is coming early and earlier. I will talk about the pitching in a second, but Michael Brantley, he looked pretty good today, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, so I want to I want to talk a little bit about Jolks because right now in fifty five at bats he's batting three twenty seven, two home runs, seven RBI, eight twenty four OPS. Eric, this kid's making a bid to be someone who stays on this roster because, like you said, Brantley's coming back soon. Um, we also have Altuve. They say we'll be back sooner than they originally thought. We don't know the timeline on that. But it was amazing to see all weekend Dubon, Tucker, Myers, Myers um, changing his approach. They basically told Myers they gave him two options on his approach and he chose the leg kick and the leg kicks helped. So Myers is it's nice to see. Hensley has been the one that just doesn't seem to be able to figure it out at the plate right now. He did contribute a little bit today in the in the win on um, Sunday but it's so cool Eric to have a local kid from right in our backyard to be a surprise addition to the 26-man roster and not just be on the team but to be here but to absolutely be here and I'm assuming um, this is Dana Brown I finally found okay it. okay so Dana Brown said it was pretty special at the end of the day 
you come into a building where you once worked and you have a lot of players on the other side and you watch your players compete against your new team. I mean, that's satisfying. Of course, he said he struggled because Grissom was one of the guys he signed. He said, yeah, I want us to get him out, but I also want to see him succeed. Because at the end of the day, you want these kids to have a great career and you want them to last in the major leagues. And so when they get called up, you don't want to get knocked down. But look, that's that is that's the name of the game. It's a business. And Dana Brown, I think, is the ultimate professional. Like he wouldn't even give um, Callis and Blummer an extra half inning on the broadcast because he's like, I got to go. Like, I got to get going. So right. they're like, you won't, you know, you don't want to hang around for like the second. He's like, no, I can't. So he apparently is a man in high demand. And I, I just think this team, this team does so well with homegrown talent. This team does so well with the pitchers they have, with the hitters they have. And he, and they actually asked, asked Dana Brown in the booth, did you watch what the Astros did before you started doing things with the Braves and kind of model what you did after that. And he said, there were some things we looked at, but he goes, you really got to create your own magic and your own stuff within your club. But he said, there were certain aspects of what the Astros are doing that we liked. And he said, there's a lot of things that the Braves are doing that other clubs are trying to do as well. So he said, that's, that's the name of the game, finding what's successful and say, Hey, is this going to work for us? Yeah. I know that, um, Dusty Baker seems pretty confident in Jolks being around for the long haul. And he said he learns very quickly. You don't have to tell him the same thing. I've told him some things. Alex Centrone's told him some things. And most of the time, you don't have to re- uh, tell him more than once, which is a sign of baseball intellect. I hate to repeat myself. There's a whole bunch of adjustments he's going to have to make along the way, but he's doing fine. He's doing really fine. Meaning once Michael Brantley comes back, once Jose Altuve comes back, once Chaz McCormick comes back, there's going to be a big roster crunch. I think Corey Jolks is going to find a way to stay on this roster. He has proven too much that he deserves to be on this roster. Now, playing time is going to be interesting, especially with Mauricio Dubon having the season. He's he's on the 17-game hitting streak right now. So we don't know what's going to happen there. But Corey Jolks has shown that he belongs at the big league level. And even Lewis Brinson last year told Dusty Baker, dude, um, this Corey Jolks, he's a major leaguer. He should be up there. And so Dusty Baker listened, and that's probably why he's on the team this year. So, yes, I believe that because when I interviewed him, I asked him about Lewis Brinson and, and how influential he was. And he said Lewis Brinson really helped him because Brinson has the major league experience. And, you know, he's gone up and down. He's been through the ups and downs. And what I love about what we have going on with Dubon and Jolks is those guys, I think they're cemented. I, I think it's without being said, I think the writing's on the wall. And I even think you could platoon, you could have two players at each position, Brantley, Jordan, and left, Chaz, Myers, and center, if Myers continues to hit. And then in right field, you could have Tucker and Jolks. But Jolks can really play really all three positions. And this is what a lot of people don't realize, is even though Jolks didn't spend a ton of time in the minor leagues, he spent four years playing college baseball. And that's pretty much like playing minor league baseball. So he's got a lot more baseball under his belt at 27. And I think, Eric, that is what that has really benefited him. His maturity, we talked about it on here. Bregman talked about how when he came up, he acted like he had been here before. He had confidence. He took care of his business. And when you can impress someone like Dusty Baker and 
gain his respect that early, that's a huge thing. And um, before we get to the pitching, I think that something during eighth inning of a game with runners on base, um, I think we need to mute on Twitter, Maldonado, Maldi, because wow, when um, when Dusty Baker does not pinch it for Martin Maldonado in the situation, boom, Twitter just explodes. And it's crazy that everybody just wants this guy gone this guy's been part of the world series train and i know he's not the hitter he used to be his defense may have come down a notch and i know i i listened to your podcast the other day just to hear you say every time that yiner diaz starts uh, they get a win and so yes i did listen to that but i'm gonna tease you with something that we're gonna talk about in a second which is the braves bullpen versus the astros bullpen in oh. this series was so much more an advantage of the Houston Astros. And you know what? If you're if you want to get the win against a team like the Braves, like the race, your bullpen is going to have to be really good. So the Astros will play the race Monday night at 5:40 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros, hear all the play-by-play, catch the Astros, beat the Rays. And Brett, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because there are always ways that we can grow and change. Um, Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness, understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. So BetterHelp, connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are. Look, I have actually used BetterHelp and I can tell you that the people they connect you with are truly professional. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. And literally, you can do the fo- the sessions through your phone. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on MLB better help for a better you. And uh, Brett, um, I know I, I ate a little bit earlier at the um, constellation field. I had a little snack when I get home, but I could really use a built bar right now. Oh, that's right. You know what? Built bars. They're amazing. You, you've heard me talk about them. You know, the routine everydayers, the delicious snack that you want without the sugar, without the calories. It's the protein bar, the built bar. It's amazing. It tastes healthy. It actually, it tastes good and it's healthy. And when stuff tastes healthy, it's usually like, oh, that's gross. Not a built bar. 100% real dark chocolate. That's real chocolate. They have flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars. They have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, a whopping 17 grams of protein. You do not need to wait anymore to get your box in the mail. You can get yours at your local Walmart or Sands Club. You can get your specialty flavors still at built.com if you would like. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. 
Guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, make sure you keep on subscribing to us and go ahead and become an everydayer. Just be like most of the people in the comments right now. Uh, just watch us every day, and you can you too can become an everydayer. And so it's just awesome just to be part of this Locked On Astros community. And we're here all year, uh, all off season, all postseason and just join the crowd and so um, make sure and tomorrow hopefully we'll be talking about Astros victory over the race but we do need to talk about what was um, it wasn't just the offense in the series yes mm-hmm. the Astros scored a lot but they also did really good before we start talking about the Astros starters which were good in the series the uh, the Astros bullpen was great without a lot of Ryan Presley. I, I think he pitched in a Friday's game, but he didn't pitch in Saturday and Sunday's game. But the Braves bullpen in the series pitched nine and one third innings. They allowed 16 hits, 12 runs, 11 of them earned, three walks, 13 strikeouts, two blown saves. The Astros in the series, same amount of innings, nine and one third innings, zero hits, zero runs, Three walks, 11 strikeouts, three saves. So the Astros did what they're supposed to do. This is how they won baseball games last year. Great starting pitching, good bullpen, and timely hitting. That's right. And those are Eric's three keys to success against the Braves. That was that was a good little rundown there. I like that. And we'll have to format that and want we'll to trademark it. Um, but seriously, dude, like I was shocked at how poorly the the Braves bullpen performed it. I wasn't shocked that the Astros got the got the results they did. But again, I wouldn't have thought that they would have three come from behind wins. Two come from behind wins in a three-game series is pretty pretty impressive. Today when they went down early, I was like, "Ah, you know what? This may be the one game that gets away from them." No. The Astros were like, "That's okay. We'll just have Corey Jolks pinch hit late in the game." and be the freaking hero. I mean, what do you do if you're the Braves? You you threw your best pitchers at them, right. and their, their starters looked good. I mean, what, the ninth what, inning that Jokes did this. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So the starters did their job, and the starters may be having a talking to with these relief pitching or even the offense because if your relief pitching is countering them, their offense is like showing up early, but they're disappearing late in the game. Well, you and saw Eric, Max Fried staying late in this game at 104, 106 yes. pitches. I forgot how many pitches they ended up with. Yeah, it was, like, it was up wow, there. Wow, they're keeping almost, him late in this game. Yeah, they're like, they're like, no relief pitchers, please. But, dude, Ronald Acuna Jr. was running all over the place on the bases. You know, he's still like 80 bases this, this series. I, I forget how many. He's at like 10 now, I think, on the season. Um, the Braves have a really good offense. Yeah. And so good on the Astros, good on the Astros relief pitching. The pitching coach is getting their guys ready. Brian and Bray, you being ready. Um, it's exciting to see that someone else besides Ryan Presley can come in and save a game. And because we know Montero came in the other day, I was a little nervous. I was like, why is Dusty putting him in? We only have a two-run lead. Right. And he, what did he do? He got out of the inning. He did fine. Yeah. So and Montero is Bowser's- warming up today to come in in case Abreu came in any issue. I'm like, oh, like two runners got on base. I'm like, Okay, please no. don't bring in Montero. Please don't bring in Montero in this situation. <laughs> it, it's almost like the, I guess what I would call the Tony Sip syndrome. Because like Tony Sip had that one season where he was phenomenal. And then like the next year, it was like every time he came in, don't, it just fell don't apart. compare Montero to Tony Sip. No, that, oh what gosh. I'm saying is, okay. No, I know, what I know what you mean. 
<laughs> no, but the, but that's kind of the the anxiety I was reminded of. I was like I was like Montero until he had that relief outing just just recently because he was my favorite relief pitcher last year. I, I love Montero and I still think he's got a lot in the tank and a lot of people think they overpaid for him and all that stuff. I think there's a lot more pressure on him mentally this year because he does have that big contract. And so he's worked through it. He's, he's looking like himself again. And I think he's going to be fine because the guys around him are successful and success begets success, especially in the bullpen. It's contagious. I know that if, uh, if y'all watched, um, most of y'all could not watch Friday's game because it was on Apple TV. Um, and uh, they did have a free subscription. So if you, uh, I know next Friday is on, uh, Apple TV again, and they have, if you go to astros.com, they have a way you can get a trial period. So if you want to go subscribe for two months, just to watch it for free, you can go ahead and do that. That's what I did. But also, um, if you're looking at what, uh, Frommer Valdez did, he gave up a lot of hard hits in Saturday's game. I just want to talk about this Riley 107.2 Olsen 104.6 Acuna 105.4 White was 106.7. They put 18 balls in play against Romer Valdez. The average exit velocity was 99.3. And this is what Dusty Baker had to say. We don't know if we want to see him throwing quite that hard because he doesn't have the same movement on his ball sometimes. When he's throwing that hard, he's throwing through the break or through the sink. In other words, he's not giving, he's not getting that deception. So we saw Sean Murphy crush that ball. We saw a lot of uh, people just like, was that Hunter Brown? All the games are kind of blurring together, but that was just a weird game to see. I don't think I've seen since he's become this from Rivaldez. We know he hasn't given up that much contact, uh, that hard contact. And I think it's because he was trying to fill up the, like throw really fast. Well, yeah. So that, that was Hunter Brown on um, Saturday that gave up that um, solo shot to Murphy. That was when they, um, I believe, no, I'm sorry. Friday was when they, when they put up those uh, four runs, but um, what you're talking about there, Eric is a pitch shape is, is those pitches missing those barrels. And that's what you want. That's why whenever Javier early in his first couple starts was seemed to be struggling a little bit. Now he seemed to have found his invisible again. You're going to make a mistake as a pitcher that Jose Arquiti, you know, luckily he induces, you know, some pretty soft contact. He doesn't produce the hardest contact because he doesn't throw super hard. The higher velocity, the farther the ball is going to fly. So, you know, I saw someone say something about, I wonder who's going to get Aroldis Chapman at the trade deadline because he's throwing like 103 right now for the Royals. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Um, He also knows how to throw it in the zone and get tanked because that 103-mile-an-hour fastball is great. But if it's not moving, we see what what can be done with an Aroldis Chapman slider or fastball. You just take it deep. So they've got to have their pitch shapes in. They've got to be hitting the zone, but they've got to be hitting the corner of the zone the top of the bottom, they got to move that around, keep the hitters off balance, and that's that's the key to success. And they did a really good job of that this series. Yeah. So um, the pitching overall was great. Christian Javier kind of highlighted it today. From Valdez did great. He only allowed three runs. And uh, Hunter Brown, he 
he could have given up a lot more, but he kept the Astros in game. So the pitching overall did great. So let's kind of move over to the Rays series. I know we're running out of time, but in game one, it's going to be Jose Arquiti versus Taj Bradley. And Bradley is uh, one of the top prospects in baseball. He's got a great arm. He's um, in, uh, I think, only two or three starts. He's already got 17 strikeouts. 2-0 2-0 record, 2.61 ERA. This this is a guy who's probably going to walk a few batters. He's definitely somebody struggling with command at times, but at the same time, uh, he's got some upper-level stuff. So this will be an interesting matchup in Game 1. And um, if you're – Yandy Diaz it has a home run against Urquidy, and Brandon Lowe is batting 500. And so that's some key matchups in this game. So – I'm just going to give you my like I've got three keys of of how the Astros can beat the Rays. They are 13 and 0 at home. Okay, um, so the first thing is they've got to limit the long ball for the Rays. Um, they've got to limit the long ball. They I think they've hit a home run in every game this year. Um, they also have to slow down Bradley and Rasmussen in game one and two. I think jump on them early that will help with that process. And then number three, Urquidy, Garcia, and Brown need to go six plus they need to go six plus so that the bullpen's not overworked early in this series. And I think if, I think if they can do those three things, the offense is going to take care of itself. So um, again, limit the long ball. They've been hitting the long ball. They're 13 and 0 at home, but you know what that means, boys and girls, the law of averages is on our favor because there haven't been any teams that have gone 18 and three and actually won a world series. There's been one team that went to the world series and they lost the world series. So 18 and three doesn't equate to October or November success. You know what? Let's just end this home winning streak because the trop is hard on us. We don't like playing on the turf. So we need to stay injury free and just play Astros baseball. All right. So in um, game two, it's going to be Luis Garcia versus Drew Rasmussen. And will the real uh, Luis Garcia please stand up? Because we want to know who you are. Are you going to be that one that dominated in the last start? Or are you going to be the one that struggled every other start? So I think uh, we're going to see more of the guy that found the confidence uh, that he did in his last start. So that will be a pretty cool game. And in game three, we can talk more about this, but it's going to be Hunter Brown going for his third victory um, on the young season. He's 2-0 with 3.09 ERA and 24 strikeouts. So uh, they don't, they have not announced the starter for the Rays. The Rays, if you have not heard, they have gone through a whole bunch of injuries to the pitching staff, and including uh, James Shields being uh, shut down for a season with Tommy John surgery. Ooh. And so uh, there are there is somebody, I think, coming back, but I don't know if he's going to start in this game. Yeah, I just – um, I think it's going to be an exciting series. This is going to be a series that a lot of people should watch and are watching. And if we take two out of three, we stay over 500. I just, I like that we're over 500 right now. Um, we need to take advantage of beating up on good teams because the Rangers are playing a soft schedule. So get as many wins as you can under your belt so you can shrink that lead with the Rangers and probably overtake them within the next two and a half weeks easily. Yes. Um, so I still cannot find where I downloaded the Michael Brantley video, but Michael Brantley in his first at bat today, I uh, hit a line drive basically to the second baseman. The umpire said that they trapped the ball, but everybody, including me and said that they caught it. There's no dirt on the ball, but from what we can tell, but 
because it's Michael Brantley, he got the veteran uh, treatment and he got a hit there. And then in the second bat, he took a four pitch walk. I guess they didn't want to deal with the controversial call in the second bat. So Michael Brantley is about a week away or so before um, they, they decide what to do with him. Dana Brown said that um, he's more likely um, that they're going to just see how he does after a week and then make an evaluation or assessment on how things are going before they decide on timetable. Chaz McCormick will probably need a few extra days to bounce back from his back injury. So he's not going to come off the IL on Tuesday. He hasn't even started hitting yet. So, and uh, no, we have not heard anything about Lance McCullers. Um, Lance McCullers has been kind of, at least I haven't. Well, the last we heard was yeah. was him, him throwing, throwing long off, toss. Like, yeah. And then we also know that Altuve is ahead of schedule. He's right. healing faster than they anticipated. So they're not given any specifics on that. If we get specifics in the next couple of shows, we'll definitely share it with you the second we get it. So. Yes. Um, so I know we went a little bit long in the show, but there's okay. a lot to talk about on this edition of Locked on Astros podcast. And uh, hopefully this next series is going to be even more awesomer, if that's even a word. And you can catch all this awesomer play calling um, on Monday night at 540. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Astros. All right. What's Jose Arquiti going to do? Is he going to rebound from his shortest outing on the, of the season? Who knows? And uh, what's Bradley going to do? Uh, are the Astros going to rattle his cages because he's a young youngster? We'll see. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Astros can do against a good team like the Rays that have not lost at home. So that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Become an everydayer. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make us uh, make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Lockdown Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. Find me on Twitter, Eric Talks Joe's. Find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And you can find us tomorrow after the game. Go Strips. Let's go win at the Trop. <laughs>